This morning, we're learning more about some of the 18 lost in this massacre. And we're going to bring in Christina Watkins. Christina, you've been looking into the lives of these victims. It's just heartbreaking as we hear the stories. It really is, Jason. I want to introduce you to a woman named Trisha. This is her. She was one of the victims killed in this horrific attack. Investigators say she worked at the bowling alley, but the night of that shooting, she was there as a guest, just bowling. Her brother says the gunman shot her when she ran to the counter to call 911. Another victim is right here. His name is Bob. He founded a youth bowling league. They were at the bowling alley that night. People in the community said he died protecting children. I have no doubt that he was protecting those kids till the end. He is just such a, a good man that he deserves people to know about him and what he meant to everyone. After the bowling alley, the gunman then went a few miles away to a bar where sadly more people died like this man. This is Joe. He was the manager at the bar. His dad said he tried to stop the shooter. My son had grabbed uh, some type of a butcher knife or something and went towards the killer to try to stop him from killing anyone else. And that's when he shot my son with, with two shots through the stomach. Does that surprise you to hear that about your son, nope, sir? Not at all, not at all. My, my son, I know he would do that to protect his people. Another victim at the bar was a man named Bill, the father of a two-year-old. He was with a group of deaf people who met there. He's also, as I mentioned, a father. Other victims include a man named Arthur, who too was a father. He had five children, a man named Joshua, a husband and father of four who advocated for the deaf community. Even a high school freshman and his dad were among the victims. Sadly, that list goes on. Investigators at this hour are still working to identify some of the other victims killed in this brutal attack. Jason. All right awful to hear and it's just so hard to listen to these stories. We're going to follow that search for the alleged suspect Robert Card. We're bringing you the latest updates on air here on West 2 News and online on our website West.com. Today, the man convicted of killing a Daytona Beach police officer will learn his fate. Othel Wallace is expected to face a judge. Lushu's Bob Hayson is live with the Volusia County Courthouse. Bob, his attorneys are asking for a lower sentence. Yeah, and that's because the jury did not find Othel Wallace guilty of murder, only of manslaughter. So now his lawyers are going to argue that he actually should get less than 10 years in prison. And that trial was last month. It was held in Clay County. And Othel Wallace could have faced the death penalty if he'd been convicted of first-degree murder for shooting Daytona Beach police officer Jason Rayner. Wallace's lawyers, though, framed the shooting as self-defense, saying that Rayner was the aggressor and used too much force when grabbing Wallace during their encounter two years ago. The jury found that Wallace was guilty of manslaughter, and guidelines say the range of sentences for that is 10.6 years on the low end to a maximum of 30 years in prison. Wallace's defense is asking the judge to go below that minimum, and they point to a series of cases where law enforcement officers got fairly light sentences after being convicted of killing someone. So there is a lot on the line at this hearing today. We will be expecting to hear from witnesses during this hearing, as well as see letters of uh, uh, statements from the victim's family and supporters in the community. That hearing will start at 830 this morning. Reporting live in Daytona Beach, Bob Hazen, WESH 2 News. All right, Bob, it's 636. A man will spend the rest of his life in prison for torturing and killing a man over missing marijuana. 
Aziz Felder was convicted of kidnapping and first-degree murder in Volusia County. The state attorney says he and four other people tortured and killed Rainey Muller in the victim's Daytona Beach apartment in 2019. Felder was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. We are learning more this morning about a chase in Flagler County that ended with a Florida Ohio Patrol trooper shooting a woman. FHP says the trooper was trying to stop a driver for reckless driving and endangering others in Palm Coast when the chase began. Now we spoke with a woman who says she watched it all happen. We were probably about five feet from the end of the road and we saw the white car coming down with, I think it was three police cars chasing him is what we first saw. And then we actually had to jump over onto the berm because they turned in here and we would have almost gotten hit. Officials say that the woman sped up trying to hit the trooper and that's when he fired his gun to stop her. The driver was hospitalized and is being treated. Another woman in the car and the trooper were not hurt. The chairman of the One Pulse Foundation will resign next week. Earl Crittenden is stepping down from his position effective October 31st. He's been with the organization since it formed in 2017. Following the approved sale of the Pulse nightclub property to the city, he said in a statement, this time of transition is one that should also include new board leadership to guide the foundation with any new collaborative opportunities with the city and the community that lie ahead. Meanwhile, the foundation says there's no decision yet on who should replace him. The nation's highest court has issued a ruling favorable for online sports betting. Two years ago, the state gave the Seminole Tribe the green light to expand its casinos and control online wagering. Paramutual owners sued, arguing that the tribe has no legal right to control betting outside of tribal land. The ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court removing a stay on a lower court ruling could mean the end of the federal lawsuit. But a similar state lawsuit will decide if the state has a right to expand gaming or the voters under a 2018 amendment. On the latest ruling, a spokesperson for the tribe told West 2 News the denial of the stay by the U.S. Supreme Court is very good news. The Seminole Tribe of Florida is heartened by this decision.